this is where the magic happens. Oh, she went soft and low, soft and low today. That's that's the vibe, Brian. That's the vibe across America as we wait to see how many weirdos turn out in bulletproof vests outside of Four Seasons landscaping and whatnot. Yeah, well, it's uh, the hard part is is done. And yeah, I hope so. <laughs> as, uh, the election process goes. I mean, this has been four years of buildup that has uh, finally started to be released from the exhaust pipes emotionally. Um, I know that it's you know obviously not over, and just because Biden's elected doesn't mean anything uh, changes as far mm. as like the movement for Black Lives and trans rights and all these other and women's rights and all these other things. So, you know, can't wait to see what happens. In the right direction, I think. It's better than Trump. Better than that could have been Biden's whole campaign slogan: "Better than Trump," and he still would have won. Yeah, it's just we need we just need someone who, you know, at the very least on the surface level is embracing inclusion, science, science and, you know, other things as opposed to being so divisive. It's, you know, from day one, it's been a divisive thing for starting, you know, five, six years ago or five years ago, whenever that campaign started. But so oh, it would be nice to not just have to deal with like a a rogue Twitter account from the leader of the country talking shit and you know, calling people names and just not yeah. behaving like a nice person would behave. Just something presidential. Yeah. Something, just a, a little t touch of presidential would be nice. I actually heard my mom's neighbors, uh, and they're Trumpers, and one did take a sign down when it was called, which was classy. Is the classy thing to do, everybody. Take your signs down now, because otherwise it's being a, a sore winner. And I think that there is a tradition where you're supposed to take your signs down when it's called. Right? Yeah. Is and I think tradition? that just in general, most cities and municipalities, townships, et cetera. And I know specifically HOAs do. I would I would never live in an HOA neighborhood, but um, just because I don't want to have to not because I'm like <laughs> HOAs. It's because I don't want to have to pay extra money on top of my mortgage. I, That's I why I don't the same want way. HOA. Um, I did so I'm just, just a cheap consider, bastard. I did just consider a beachside condo that overlooks the ocean buying Well, it. you can rent that bad boy out for all kinds of money. But it ha you have to do communal laundry. And I was like, what fucking homeowner outside of a major city pays coin laundry and shares a machine with other people's butts? No, thank you. If I'm going to buy, I'm going to be a full grown up here, not sharing well, my, my butt water with your butt water. What public washing machines are so gross to me. Well, you know, there's the idea that soap is involved and it's very, yeah, it's it just cleanses. Not it's like, it's a very sanitary machine just for the fact that it's always using soap. Not enough, not enough. Oh, but I started to tell you, so my mom's neighbors, the one took his Trump sign down the next door one, um, Right now, she's mega on my shit list, and uh, it's because of the really sad news that I have to talk about today. And um, her reaction to it was a fucking turd thrown at me, basically. But um, they were standing in their driveways, and they were like, and the one goes, how you doing? And she goes, hanging in there. And he goes, man, tell me about it. And I was like, oh my God, they feel the way we felt, but they're like maybe too stupid for their feelings to be valid. And I know that that's a shitty thing. And I don't think, I think feelings should all matter, 
but I did have that reaction of their feelings didn't matter as much as ours. And I'm looking into that. I'm looking into that feeling because look how I feel about the animal world. Do they have the same IQ that we have? No, no, they don't. And they matter more. <gasps> Ryan, did you see the stuff with minks on that note? Have you seen that minks are killing people with COVID? No, I. No. It mutated. It mutated in the mink farms, which aren't even fucking food. They're just for rich people to wear skins like Hannibal Lecter. I don't understand how this has all been cool for so long anyway, but so they have to euthanize 15 million minks in Denmark. We have mink farms in the US too. They have found that minks contract COVID. They have, um, I want to say it's 12 people right now. 12 people have the new mutated COVID that a vaccine will not work against. 200 people, this is just in Denmark that we know so far. I haven't actually looked in the last couple of hours. 200 people have contracted COVID from minks and probably have the new mutated virus. That's what you get, humans. That's what you get for putting rods in the assholes of animals to electrocute them to death so that you can wear them and not even fucking eat them and destroy your planet with it. That's what you get. And I am delighted. I'm super sad that all these things have to be euthanized. But any, if you go Google this, you guys, every fucking photo is a teeny tiny wire cage stacked upon cage upon cage crammed with fucking minks. So welcome to the takedown. Animals are going to take us down. And I'm, I'm on their side. If I die, I don't even need to martyr. If I die from this, totally fine with it. Well, if, it is, as long as lots of people die. It is sad to think about, you know, just, you know, growing animals only to use their skin. I mean, obviously it does have its origins in, you know, a practical use or if we go back all the way back to like the Neanderthal. Native Americans who like honored where, their kill and ate the body and did it themselves and didn't pay some fucking executioner to do it. You know what I, I mean? That process when there was nothing to eat and there was nothing to keep you warm and you killed to survive. Yes. To 100%, you know, but this like Park Avenue cunt walking around with the hat and the fur, I got, I hope, I hope that those are the people who get it. I just really want revenge on behalf of my mink friends who I've never actually met. I've never actually met a mink, but I have seen them on Park Avenue. I've seen them all over Manhattan and they're disgusting and nobody actually throws blood on them. That is a myth. That is a huge myth because you can go to prison for that. The coats are so expensive that it's, it ranks up the crime. It, it bolsters it to something worse. So anyway, everybody knows how I feel about this. Also, and it's just not that easy, by the way, it's just not that easy to get a bunch of blood. Um, mm. You know, I mean, or red paint. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to go pick up a bucket of blood real quick. It's like, oh, where yeah. are you going to go? Oh, down at the 7-Eleven. They got the blood right next to the uh, the Monster Energy drinks. I wish. I wish you know? more people were throwing blood on those And fuckers. that's the thing. Like, I've had an experience with blood in the last couple of weeks. Oh. Just because I've been getting, I think Nose it was because I was in the desert and, you know, other reasons. But I've just been getting, like, bloody noses, like, almost every other day. And... I lay down like you're supposed to, you pinch the nose, you lay down, you tilt your head back or whatever. But guess what? I can't do that because I'm definitely not a vampire because when the blood, <laughs> blood goes, goes in your throat, <gasps> when the blood goes down my throat. It immediately, I now I'm over a toilet throwing up blood while blood Gross. drips out of my nose and splashes everywhere. So now I'm 
throwing up blood and I've got blood coming out my nose, drip, drip, drip style. And it's like these people who claim that they're real life vampires. And I have looked into this in the past. Mm -hmm. And there are people who are trying to train their bodies to drink blood. Um, And obviously you cannot get human blood. I mean, I'm sure maybe on the dark web, there's people trading blood, but you can, you can, but it's not exactly easy, but you can go and get like, or there's like a, or there's like a super busted ass version of Fangtasia from True Blood where nobody's hot. And they're just a bunch of weirdos <laughs> pretending to be vampires and submissives. Yeah. And it's um, now if you're a vampire and you're listening to this and you've been trying a to real drink, vampire, you've oh, been trying yeah. to drink blood, uh, you know, to acclimate yourself to be, your body being able to handle the consumption of blood. Now, now, listen, I know people. Sorry, but people that's who not a vampire. Meat, obviously, there's that's blood a and human and things like that. But, you know, I don't want you to think I'm like shitting on your lifestyle. Um, I am. That's but fucking it is, stupid. You know, and there's all kinds of health risks. You're an herbivore for starters. Blood. You're a dumbass. I'm shitting on your lifestyle. I'm very, very hostile lately. I'm sure everybody's picking up on it. Um, let's address real vampires because I want them to be real, Ryan, so badly. You mean you want the, just to, so we're clear, you want the human being who is immortal unless mm-hmm. stabbed through the heart with a wooden stake, mm-hmm. uh, who don't like garlic. And whoa, oh, what a yeah. curse. Could you imagine yeah, no living shit. for an eternity and not being able to have garlic Parmesan? They would um, never be able to get a hold of my mom. This crazy woman, she never liked flavor. And I'm not exaggerating. Like the blander, the better. She's been making the salsa for years, like decades. All of a sudden it's super hot and spicy and full of garlic. Right now the whole house smells like garlic. She ate one little bowl of it. I can't believe it. It's because your taste buds die as you get older. So she can't like taste it anymore. Let's all yammed up. But my God, this salsa is finally good. I don't like anything that woman makes. And this salsa suddenly now that her taste buds are dying, so it's a, it's like a, uh, it's all relative, I guess. It's a great, it's, yeah. a, it's a sliding scale. My mom put garlic in my cereal. I mean, my mom put garlic in everything <laughs> growing up. There was, um, oh, you're lucky. You know, garlic is great, but it's obviously, you know, one of those things that, you know, for intimate conversations, garlic can be a real, you know, game stopper. That's why when you go on a date with somebody and they say, do we want garlic bread? That's how you know you're going to make out. I've had that question. If the person says no, if the person says no, but if the person goes, yes, yes, uh, extra garlic, that means they're not into it. No, no, no. I mean, if you both have garlic, then you don't taste it or smell it because you just both had it. So you're just, it's just, it's on. Oh, because my indication would be that hypothetically speaking, if I was on a blind date and someone said, oh yeah, bring us some garlic bread, I'd be like, "Uh, this isn't a good sign. Mm. Uh, This was a date with a Sagittarius though. So maybe that's what it was because we don't onions, fuck. garlic bread. Uh, those are indications I, that your your uh, your date probably will not get physical. Hmm. I wonder what kind of signals I've been sending because I eat whatever I want on a date. Um, I think you just give the IDGF IDGAF vibe, mm-hmm. as the kids I, would say. As the kids would say. Um, all right. Well, we do need to address real vampires because it would be quite a throw if we had an actual vampire listening. What do we want to say? I want to say I'm open to being made eternal at this point because I do have a fast pass. So I get to reincarnate faster than everybody, but I'm open. I'm open. If anybody wants to come talk to me about it. 
any I don't, vampire. I mean, as you know, I believe in well, all, and I all kinds. Would I believe in all kinds of things. I, I would gleefully feed on humans. Things. I but would love to feed on humans. I have a oh. very difficult time believing in the existence or even the you know. I do too. I don't the think possibility of a, of a of a vampire as we know nah. it. Uh, you know, with fangs and that drink they're blood probably and not even hot. Over. That's the big. That's the big uh, real bang for your buck with a vampire is they're usually fucking hot and they probably aren't in real life. They're probably just lucky you know i'll tell you the one right thing place that is at the right time the immortality aspect i'm not interested in uh remaining immortal in the same physical form for eternity that sounds no like a i'm not nightmare. really either but that's but the thing i would never trust... having to poop never having to pee never having to be hungry never right we really talked about to... this yeah they but i definitely I, I didn't have that. to pee where does that blood go that the blood goes go into like the immortal veins that are and then it what all. like evaporates yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. We could get a This is another talk. reason we should talk to a vampire. <laughs> so, um, do, do you want me to talk about my sad news that you already know about? Um, yeah, we can talk about that. Um, sure. So, um, as people who watch my stories already know, Penny died. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was election day. It was all kind of a fog after that happened. Um, but um, I'm actually, it's like the worst thing that could happen, which has now launched me into a new mindset. And maybe I'm just doing the thing where I black out things, which I'm very good at, I've noticed. Um, but we went outside and the babies were playing in the backyard. And, you know, I do my thing every morning. I go out, I check the shrubs. I did trap the cat the other day, which was quite satisfying. Uh, yesterday I trapped him and he tried to headbutt me. I lifted up the thing and he headbutted where my hand was. He was crazy eyed. I don't know if he'll be, they're going to try to neuter him and domesticate him. I don't know that he's that kind of cat. Um, but I've been doing my routine and I saw her that morning and by afternoon, I heard my mom screaming in the backyard at the dog to drop it. And I went running and the dog would always, Lucy, she's just a little, what is she? She's a Morky. She's a Maltese Yorkie mix thing. She would always chase and play with Penny. And they had just an understanding, like a little friendship. And I thought, oh my God, Lucy's got one of the squirrels, which isn't really her game. You know, she does not, she's not an aggressive dog. She's very sweet. And I go running out and she is carrying a squirrel like by the arm and she gently put it down. And I knew the moment I saw her, it was Penny and her babies were overhead screaming and we had seen them out there and they, she was on the ground on, on her back. She'd been electrocuted by the power lines, which I didn't even know was a fucking thing that was real. My dad always told me a story about them finding a baby squirrel when he was a kid and the mother had been electrocuted on the power lines. And if you Google it, this is really, really common. Of all the shit that I prepared for, hawks, cats, cars, everything. I mean, everything. And I'm out there helicopter momming the whole time. And for the fucking electrical wire to do it, I was shocked. And I was like, wow, I have no power over certain things. I just have no power. And the moment I saw it was her, my mom was wailing. And I, I knew I was free. 
like I'd just been cut loose from this place. And I had this moment of, oh my God, where am I going to go? Like, I didn't know. I didn't know it was what, what this meant, but I knew it was like she exited my life early because I would not have left while she was alive. And man, it just fucking sucked. I sat, I held her body. Rigor mortis had already started setting in. And my mom just kept weeping. And I, I really have barely cried over it. Like I really went fucking numb. And I took like a little red ribbon and tied it around her tail and I cut her fur off. And the babies the whole time were just like over me on the, on the roof and on the tree, just watching everything. And they stopped screaming when they saw me holding her. They just sat and watched. And it was like, they knew she was dead. They'd been, they'd been around her body, like guarding it or so. I don't know. I keep smelling her little tail hair. I put it in a Ziploc baggie because I don't want it to stop smelling like her ever. Um, and I buried her right away. I was just like fucking shocked. And ever since she passed, the babies still go to the tree that she took them to across the street. I, I think it's like eight squirrels now came instantly, just moved right in. And Penny was quite the territorial, didn't want any other squirrel on me, was like very, um, very aggressive, honestly. I always got an Aries vibe from her. Um, but now all these squirrels are here. And I went for a walk with my cousin Katie. They come out when they see me leaving. They like come out on the power line on the tree and they yell at me, like chitter at me. One ran over me, oh, we're in the street. It's like, I, I don't know if they were watching the whole time, if they knew I was feeding Penny and her babies. I don't know, but now I have no shit about eight squirrels I'm feeding. Oh God. They, yeah. And I'm, I, and they, they approach me. Like they'll sit on me, like they'll be tame with me. And nobody around here is taming squirrels. Like everybody marvels when they walk by, ask me how I do it. And, I, and I'm like, I'm just fucking, for starters, I don't smell like someone who eats any of them. And um, the other thing is I feed them. Like they see me out here and the, we've got these two crows now that are here 100% of the time, which, oh my God, is so delightful. And then there's a single crow that comes around every once in a while. Um, but these squirrels, they're so cute. Two of them have little white ears, which I've never seen before. They all like approach me. And I don't, I, at first I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this again. I'm, you're all going to break my heart over and over. I'm not fucking letting any of you crawl on me or enchant me. I'm not doing it. And then the other day I was like, oh, that's how you die alone. You know, like that's straight up how people die alone. That's how the last dude I was with is going to die alone. You know, like this is, I can't be afraid of losing something I love, especially when they're so fucking cute. The one one of Penny's babies got in the window the way Penny used to, jumped up over the flower bed, got in the picture window. And, my, and this was just two days ago. My mom freaked out and started yelling, is that Penny? Is it Penny? She really believed it was Penny. It was so sad. And I was like, there's no fucking, I didn't put her in the pet cemetery. It's not Penny, you know? Like I knew, but it was, oh, to see a squirrel in the window like that. So I put food out there. Now they're coming to the window. It's just... It is painful, and I also am not accessing this pain. 
But what Sarah keeps telling me is bigger picture. And the bigger picture is, yeah, I had one squirrel I loved and obsessed over. Why can't I love, I don't need to obsess over more squirrels, but why can't I just love all the squirrels? Why can't they all be, oh my God. Also, Ryan, this was so, I mean, really like I, I really, I think just like her losing her baby and then losing her, I'm just really kind of gone over it still. The next morning I woke up and I was lying on bed and I get up at sunrise usually. Um, lately I've been, I've been able to get up like seven, like I'll sleep till a whopping 7.30 because they don't usually come down until it starts to get late. And I was lying in bed and I started looking at my phone, which I never do anymore when I wake up. I would immediately go outside, check the trap, check the squirrels, you know, everything. I started looking at my phone. I was like, what the fuck is the point? And those curtains behind me, patrons can see it. Uh, your peripheral, uh, this is in my psychic development course. You, you can't train your peripheral. I mean, you could, it would take a lot of work. But your peripheral, when you see orbs or animals or ghosts with your peripheral, trust it. Your peripheral hasn't been retrained to be normal. So I was looking at my phone and my peripheral, I see her climbing down the curtain. And I'm, I'm lying here and I'm like, that's fucking Penny. And I look dead on and I don't see her. And I look back at my phone. She climbs all the way down and climbs up the other curtain. And I, I knew she was saying, bitch, get your ass out of bed. You sad bitch, get your ass out of bed. Go check on those squirrels. And I did. And then I journeyed the other day for somebody or it was a reading. Oh, it was for a lost cat. I saw her. This is just yesterday. I saw her and when I would journey, when she was still here and I knew she was a fucking power animal, I would see her. She'd like lead me down these wormholes and things in space and crazy places that I'd never had a power animal meet me. And yesterday I saw her and she had straight up wings and was flying. And at first I was like, oh my God, she's a flying squirrel now. No, she had like white wings and they weren't like angel wings behind her. They were like full on fucking wings. Like she's like a little eagle or something now, but with a whole squirrel, whatnot, everything else. So I keep saying it's like Obi-Wan Kenobi where he lets Darth Vader strike him down because then he can come to Luke and then he can be Jedi shit. And I feel like she has truly ascended, transcended, like God, she has powered up in a big way. And I mean, like, it's hard because my heart really is broken to not see her like I did. And also just like, I mean, it, it was, it was based on me feeding her. I'm not stupid, but like, she loved me. She would just come chill out, sit next to me, you know, like, ah, it sucks. But I do, I feel her. I know she's with me. Well, I mean, it's, you know, a sad a sad ending in, in one regard that you don't get to see her anymore. But what strikes me is, you know, the, the takeaway is that, you know, you were worried for so long about losing her and you did everything you could to try to not lose her. And it's the one thing that you don't prepare for, mm -hmm. which is obviously, you know, and Sarah talks about the big picture and that, you know, it's like, yeah, there's, there's things that are beyond our control, regardless of how much we try to control them. Yeah. Um, 
but like the big takeaway for me is that what it sounds like is happening is you know all this time you're worried about losing penny and then when you think you've lost her now you realize that you get her forever yeah so yeah. by per- by her. trying to prevent her from you know being gone uh maybe what was hidden underneath that was you're you're preventing the inevitable transition of her being able to be with you forever by trying to keep her here yeah yeah also what a bizarre gift because there are power lines that girl would travel for like a block in each direction and there are tons of squirrels outside of the perimeters of where we are the fact that of all places for her to get electrocuted and drop dead would be here i mean where if she hadn't come home I would have been out calling to her, looking for her. I would have scoured the fucking neighborhood trying to find her. It would have, it would have driven would have me been, mad. Yeah. And, and just like, you know, driving on roads for people, it's, mm-hmm. you know, what is it like such a high percentage of accidents happen within one mile yeah. of the home. So, um, you know, the power lines kind of, they seem reminiscent to me of, of just traveling on highways and, yeah. and, and, and it was in your car. It, it was by all means the best way she could have died. It was instant. She wasn't hit by a car. I always had this horrible vision of her being like half run over by a car and I have to put her out of her misery. And it was just like, you know, and that's what a traumatizing childhood will do. You'll have morbid fucked up fantasies for the rest of your life that therapists will help you try to get rid of. And I always worried about the cars and I just, I am grateful. I have so much gratitude about the way she passed that she's still with me, that she showed up the very next morning and I could see her clear as day in my peripheral. Like, oh, I'm, it is true. She'll be with me forever. I also feel like it was so cute today. The, the, there's, there's a new mama who moved into Penny's old nest and this girl comes so close to me she comes so close to me and I'm like, please don't, please don't. And now I'm like, whatever, let's all do this. I'm just going to sit in the grass. You guys can climb all over me. I've been too busy to really like make new squirrel friends at the moment, but she, um, she's got babies in the nest and it was raining so hard. And I went out several times to check and make sure no babies blew out of the nest. And it's like, I, I got enough room to love everybody. I can love them all. I'm not going to stop loving fucking wild animals. And that fucking turd thrower next door um I didn't tell nobody in the neighborhood knows about Penny I'm not telling anybody I'm not engaging um because I haven't been outside since it happened too I'm just I mean I go out for a minute but I don't sit in the grass anymore with everybody um but the person next door this fucking trumper I told her about what happened with the baby and she goes that's why you shouldn't love wild things and I wanted to be like you sound like the kind of person who dies alone and she is. She's dying alone. Well, it, it makes sense. It, it checks out because, you know, the people, and I'm trying not to make, you know, wild generalizations here, but Trump's campaign was about fear and keeping, yes! things, and keeping things out, you know, build a wall. You know, I mean, she wants to build a wall around the country. She wants to build a wall around her heart. Yeah. And, the, you know, because when you are open, you and become vulnerable, you obviously are more likely to feel a, a lot more pain 
which obviously you're experiencing currently. And that's the hard thing, whether we're vulnerable with people and they hurt us, uh, whether we become vulnerable uh, with, you know, things and we lose them or we become vulnerable and then are, you know, made fun of for it or, you know, for just, you know, trying to really show who we truly are. And so it makes sense that someone who is supportive of, you know, a leader who wants to build walls up around everything and keep people out and, uh, you know, labels things in such a way as you shouldn't love this because it is this. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, they just, they have, and who knows what this person's been through in their life to, to become so defensive and walled up, but, um, it's, it's, it's obviously a cold hearted thing to say to somebody though. Like it's like no, victim it really shaming. Like, She's Oh, well, you were the She's, idiot who loved a wild thing. And it Not seems just like, like projection for that. sure. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it definitely seems uh, like, you know, she wasn't telling you that as much as she was trying to remind herself not to be hurt again by, by something that, you know, she was open to in the past, maybe who knows. Yeah, that's a good point. This morning, her driveway floods like crazy, and it had just stopped raining. And I went out just to make sure, like, probably three or four times I went out to look for babies in the grass. And I go out, and everybody's up in their trees. And I see Penny's little baby come running across the street towards me. And there's a huge, massive puddle. And this little guy starts to go into the puddle and he's like, fuck this, this is deep. And he turns around and then, and I'm watching him and in like pure penny fashion, he turns back around and just swims the length of this massive puddle to get in her driveway and to come over to me. And I was like, oh my God, they're so delightful. Like they're so fucking delightful. The joy, the joy from these little weirdos and the ones, you know, like I'm not even where I feed them and they come across the power line and start chittering at me and my cousin and she had Cheerios with babies. So she threw those at them, but like they're fucking magnificent little creatures. I'm going to keep taking care of them. I'm going to keep trapping the ferals. There's, it's so sad. There's a mama with a bunch of baby kittens just living in a fucking nasty ass driveway. She keeps taking them everywhere because nobody claims her. Nobody's taking her in and taking care of her young. I'm really going to try to trap those kittens because they will definitely be adoptable as kittens. I'm not going to stop. And Sarah's right. Big picture animal stuff. I feel like I have to do more. I have to do more. I don't know what it is yet, but I have to keep these like you guys. I know nobody wants to give up meat or cheese or any of it. And I get it. But like the planet's coming for us. Oh, my God. Right, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, okay. So this was so fun. The day of the election that night, I went to bed and I was like, God damn it. This is just not great. This is not looking good. Probably going to wake up to the same shit from last, from four years ago. I went to the astral plane, super crowded. Like everybody was there and I'm thinking, oh, it's cause we're all trying to get a feel for what's coming, you know, or, you know, we're all making plans cause big shift and, and Joe Biden is there. And I do feel like I get priority seating at things. Like, I feel like I have access, you know, I can access celebrities on the astral plan. I can access, I don't know if it's that I can access them or I know how to find people or what, but 
I feel like it's related to my um, my fast pass for um, you know reincarnation. So I see Joe, and he's in really good spirits, and he's like he he's like telling me he's gonna win, and and I and I was just like, yeah, okay, politician. Of course, you have to project this optimistic thing. And I and we started talking about Pennsylvania, and he goes, do you believe those schmucks? I'm from there. And I was like, I'm from there too. And then we had like a high five laugh moment. And then he had to go talk to more people. And the next day, Sarah, even a, even me. politician on the astral plane. Yep. That's how it felt. It really felt that way. The next day, Sarah texts me and she tells me, um, Oh, holy crap. I went to the astral plane last night. It was crowded. All these people are about to check out. And I was like, oh my God, I was there too. And it was super, it was so crowded. And she said, people are getting ready to leave earth. And holy shit, I was like, whoa. And then I said, I was like, yeah, I even saw Joe Biden. And in all caps, she writes, what did he say? <laughs> I was like, he thinks he's gonna win. And, um, and she's like, oh God, I hope. They went up into the mountains to escape everything for the week and no, weekdays, couple days. I think it was like, the because when did we find out? Which day did we find out? We found out Today's, on, I believe it was, well, Saturday morning. I had to text her to tell her because she didn't know. And she wrote, um, we just discovered we're surrounded by Trumpers. And I was like, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> like People are about to unravel. But then Sarah texted me um, just yesterday morning and said, I had a dream uh, on the astral plane. And she said she was putting everybody in their place, which she always says her role here is to help put people where they belong, which she said is one of my roles. And she said, you were there and we were, you were on a different, you were in a different place, but we were there. And she had created this massive medicine wheel out of people and we were getting them ready. She thinks to go. So I don't know what it is. And please like, don't get it twisted. You guys, I don't want um, mass murder. I don't want like school shootings. I don't want lots of people to die. We need lots of people to die. The earth, which is who I root for, for, root for first, animals root for maybe on the same level. It's their world. We just got to come here and borrow it. I want them to succeed and thrive. And there are way too many people here for that to happen at the moment. So ideally it'll be total fucking creeps and assholes who die. <laughs> Like, I mean, ideally, well, the conspiracy, well, the conspiracy theorist inside of me is hesitant to embrace phrases like um, things that things that point to population control, because that is one of the big conspiracy theories is that the new world order is trying to do population control. But look at historically speaking, like, look at the rabbits. They all got that disease that killed them when there were too many rabbits. Every time we start to get, every time any species starts to overpopulate, a weird virus or something comes and kills them all. So we have been due for this for a while. I, I, I don't really feel like it was made in a lab. I know lots of people think that. I've always been um, kind of a skeptic about HIV though. So, but you know what's interesting? Like how fucking rich people now were working on a vaccine. People didn't give a fuck about HIV. Anyway, that, we all know that. We all know. Well, it's interesting too because do. there's so much. There's so much space. If you just drive across the country, you realize very quickly how much empty open space there is. And now, I'm not saying that everybody should move out of the cities and move there, which has started to happen to some degree. 
because we need natural habitats and things like that, because the more people move in, the more animals have to move out to other areas. But, you know, if you look at like the numbers, as far as like the amount of food that's produced, um, you know, we have enough food to feed every person that's alive every single day. Um, you then know, why are people and, starving to death? Exactly. Well, that's because the people in power are, it's because of the financial system that's in place and who stands to gain from owning resources. And that's like been the name of the human game since the dawn of time is mm -hmm. power struggles over resources and land. And usually the land is secondary to what resources are in that land. So, you know, wars, you know, wars have been fought over. It's all about want more land, want more resources, because we want our people to succeed, right, and thrive. And so, ideally, in my mind, there's a world in which animals and humans, which are animals, uh, we coexist, we find, we have to find the balance mm -hmm. and the, you know, the equality amongst the animals to, yeah. to coexist Even in a way. Even these people who salt slugs and uh, get squirrel traps and repel, they, this is where they live. Like we moved into their territory. You don't want slugs or squirrels or birds go somewhere where they aren't, there aren't any. I mean, good luck with the birds, but like the whole, like, this is mine, my property. My ex-mother-in-law used to love to salt slugs and she was a disgusting, ugly person. She would like pour bleach. They were very well. Well, you can never, you can never truly own land anyway, because you don't have to pay taxes on whatever land you buy. Um, True. So it's like you never truly own land. The only people who claim to be able to own land are nations, nation mm -hmm. states. And, you know, it's, it's not like the United States government pays tax to, you know, the earth government or the Intergalactic <laughs> yeah. Council of IRS or whatever. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, broken. It, it, you can never truly own land and no one ever will. And, you know, it is sad. I mean, it, nothing ever gets highlighted more for me when it comes to, you know, neighborhoods and, you know, natural habitats is like with the wildfires here in California. It's like, what happens yeah. to all the, all the critters and all the, I, I and this is a, a term of endearment for me, but I call them vermin. Uh, all the vermin around. I went to the Coachella Valley Preserve this past weekend mm -hmm. and, uh, or last week and, you know, walked around and it's a beautiful, beautiful natural preserve uh, habitats that are protected for all these vermin and creatures and beautiful animals. And it's really, it's really beautiful because there's an aquifer right underneath that, you know, bleeds water or feeds water so like in the middle of the desert there's all these like huge palm trees and Ooh. all kinds of things but it's like it's just a really fun it's like an oasis in the in the desert kind of and you know people who aren't from california uh when i was visiting the midwest will always say things like oh california you want to you you know your taxes are so high because because you don't want this you don't want this one particular caterpillar to go extinct so you so you don't blah 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 and it's like well yeah don't you understand like the the way nature works like God, we're all in this california. together because if yeah. this thing dies then other things die it's a chain reaction and we're trying yeah. to you know People well, are trying even, to stop the chain reaction from happening. And I mean, I think that's 
that's yeah. why for me it's so noble about like trying not to i'm trying to understand the people who are extremely disappointed with the results of the election and because there's no way that we ever get better if we remain divided agreed so agreed it's, it's how do we move forward and um but to be fair four years ago when and i know there's a lot of things that go into play here so I don't want anyone to get upset when I say this, but four years ago when the results came in, um, guess what? The people who were on the losing side had no, had no real uh, desire to ever try to come together with the other side. No, um, the, the divide really happened. That's when the, you know, the big divide really started taking shape. They had no interest in at all in trying to, you know, even see the the small bright spots that may have happened over the last four years. I agree. And that's, you know, because it's not like it was all 100% complete darkness that happened over the past four years, even though there was a shit ton of it. Yeah. Um, so my instinct tells me that the people who are feeling the way the other side was feeling four years ago, who feel that way today, they have no desire to try to see the other side of the, uh, and try to come together. And we'll see if that happens, but you know, you can always, you can already tell by the messaging that it's, you know, as opposed to being like, this is what we're going to do and deal with it. It's always Biden's already come out and said, we need to try to come together again, yeah. which is a different, which is a different mindset than, uh, was set four years yeah, ago so i'm optimistic true. about oh, that big time my god the four years ago bullshit is oh by the way <laughs> i started uh about uh, two things uh <laughs> if you're having a really difficult time uh dealing with uh the pandemic which we all are but if you're having an extremely difficult time with it and um the idea of you know the the double the spike in cases that's coming that everyone is saying is going to happen that's inevitable etc cetera, etc cetera, Maybe don't watch Utopia, the new show on Amazon Prime, quite yet Ooh. because it's pandemic based and it is fucking wild anyway. But the big thing is I started watching The Undoing. And, oh, yeah. And I was so fucking pissed when last weekend or whatever I watched. The new one? Oh, no, what? I watched and I realized there was only two episodes. Uh-huh. I was yep. so I know. fucking mad because I don't like to watch shows on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. um, I need them all, right? I, feel I the was same way. so upset. I was so upset. But uh, then I obviously I watched the most recent episode that came out two nights ago, and it is so good. They are doing stuff. I already mentioned the Medusa look. Did you see that? Did you notice what I was talking about? How she looked like Medusa at the gala? They oh, I wasn't the, even paying attention, but yes. Now that you I watched it, yeah. it a second time and I was like, she fucking looks just like Medusa. So it's going to be, I do feel like she will be, have been a victim defending herself is what I've I got the big theories. I've got big theories about what's Ooh! happening and I don't want to talk about it here. Well, it, here's something spoilers. else. What the fuck is with Nicole Kidman's velvet coat that changes colors? It's blue. It's green. It's red. What? She's a rich person who has many coats. It's I know, but but no, this person, the whoever did the costumes is speaking to us. They're giving us clues. Those coats, that means something. Well, that that plays into a big 
uh, theory I've theory got, which we have? won't talk about. Which we won't talk <laughs> okay. about. Okay, we'll all. talk about it. But I want to let you know I am on the undoing tip. Uh, I am on that train, and it is so fucking good. It's so good. Uh, I still haven't I watched uh, The Witches yet. Nah, uh, me that's neither. On, that's on my queue. Um, but well, uh, it's HBO Max, which is hard to get. I think for our watch party, we're going to do The Craft. I think I'm going to rent The Craft. And we'll all get to watch together on. Oh, okay. Scener, because we do have to set that date. I know we tentatively tried to set up uh, mm-hmm. a watch party for very recently, but um, it didn't pan out. Oh, let me. I want to tell people about like. Um, I've been doing all, all kinds of. Papers in your hands. I've been doing so much work on crystals and like. Oh, look! You look like a professor with cards. With um, um, I've got like. Like you're gonna approach a podium and give a a crystal lecture. I quite literally have like 400 pages of printed out uh, crystal information. Why'd you have to print it? And oh, and also this Edgar Casey book about Mm. crystals and the colors. as we research and or as i'm researching and compiling you know content and uh the database data for for the um databases for the uh crystallize app but not um, to brag but i'm doing something similar with my own project so let me see something here hold on i'm gosh i can't oh this is it Uh uh-oh and i can't believe i don't have this crystal what is it purple fluorite i don't I can't believe I don't have purple fluorite. I have um, some purple fluorite. Because um, purple fluorite, uh, sometimes called the genius stone. And I wanted to like give people a tip. Like if you've been having during the pandemic, if you've been having, you know, if you've been struggling with, uh, you know, your creativity and you've had maybe writer's block or you've just been, you've, you've been experiencing blockages in being able to create and mm-hmm. like, you know, access that joy you get from creativity. Um, apparently purple fluorite and, and I do not have purple fluorite, so I cannot, I, I cannot personally, well, I'll just have to, to picture its, it oh, to its, oh. um, you know, to its power, but apparently purple fluoride is the fucking jam. It's called Ooh. the genius stone, uh, which can kind of give you a, you know, an insight into that. Uh, you know, it apparently the, because of the molecular formations of this particular fluoride. Uh, I mean, fluoride in general, but specifically the purple fluoride, it, it will connect to the energy of your mind. Uh, it like syncs up with your mind in a way that very few I, other I crystals I actually it. do. Um, it, and it's also a stabilizing force. Um, it's a restorative force. So, and, it, and one of the big things it does is, you know, this is one of like the all-time jam crystals, apparently, and I can't believe I don't have it because it will bring stabilization amidst chaos. So, like, <gasps> which is exactly what's happening right now. So, yeah, you know, it has so many like great functions and you know healing attributes. Um, it it's it just looks like, a lot like amethyst. I guess yeah. I don't fluorite but here's the thing about it the way it it, forms molecularly it can form like it looks like it's man-made because of the perfect cubes that can form of it like inside the formation um is it part of rainbow fluorite ryan like a super um, seven with a bunch no no this is just straight up uh, oh no is it part of super seven is it the purple part no no is it the purple part of, of of a rainbow fluorite because rainbow fluorite has purple in it. Uh, I, you, know, you know how I'm super not exactly seven sure. is like 
all those other ones. I'm gonna yeah, Google well, Super it. 7 is, um, I've got it right here. Um, oh, shoot. No, this is a different, because now there's like, there's a stone called Super 6. Uh, there's like a Super 23 that people are now uh, calling. Um, uh, I'm trying to think here. I, I had it. I have the information here. Um, let me do just a Google find here. Yep, it rainbow fluorite has purple fluoride in it. So I do have purple fluoride. Okay, well, it makes sense if it's fluorite and it has a bunch of different colors, it probably has the different colors. Of so fluoride. rainbow fluoride is like a super seven, but different. Yeah, but apparently purple fluoride, the electrical charge you can get from purple fluoride sinks so fucking great with your brain, with your mind, that it really just gets you fucking going. So I love um, that. So yeah, that's the, the, the crystal I am on the hunt for, uh, personally. I mean, who knows what the cost is, you know what I mean? Um, I imagine, you know, and I'm not sure where it comes from, um, exactly. Yeah. You want to look um, into that. Actually, I can find that real quick. Um, let's see where, where is it most, uh, commonly found? Um, I've got that information right here. Uh, where it's mined from. Um, let's see, Australia, Brazil, um, Canada, China, Mexico, Peru. So it looks like for the most part, you know, depending on the specific, you know, mining practices, et cetera, et cetera, you mm -hmm. know, Madagascar is not on the list. So that's a good sign because Madagascar Ugh, is uh, garbage. Brutal. So yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, Typically, if you can find crystals from Canada, the United States, uh, you know, parts of South America, I, I, I don't want to like make blankets. Um, do don't you know. know, Ryan, that when you're trying to uh, help a balance, whatever, with a chakra, the, that basically whatever, well, for the most part, the color of the chakra that you're working on, like, let's say it's um, crown or third eye this purple crystal would automatically be good for it. They're usually coordinated the crystals with colors to your actual chakras. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is pretty that's cool. Like a, I mean, that's why I like the, sheet. that's like why I like the orange and yellow and the red. That's mm -hmm. why you want them, you know, that's why they're like great pocket stones too, because then they're close. Yes, um, exactly. And that's why I like something like sapphire or amethyst or any of these, you know, the purple, blue, things like that. That's why they're, you know, if you can keep something close to your throat chakra, that's good for your uh, throat, like on an like an amulet or a necklace or a chain or something. That's why it's that those are good spots for it as well. Um, it sure is. And you just it need sure a crown. Is. Now you just need to get a crown. I uh, am trying for... to find custom <laughs> crowns. I have a. I should just make my own freaking crown. I should just make. Hey, you know I'm coming back to LA next month. So yeah, right when we'll I'm record. leaving. Right when I'm oh, leaving. Oh, that's right. Depending on what's back. going on in the world, because apparently Governor oh, Gavin Newsom just now breaking news as we are talking. Um, uh, Gavin warns, <laughs> he, he warns that uh, counties will fall backwards with there'll be more restrictive tiering um, starting tomorrow, uh, I believe, because I'm cases okay keep that. increasing. Um, we will not be opening up anytime soon here we in shouldn't. California. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. I did rent a beautiful guest house in Los Feliz. I'm not staying in my old dump of an apartment. I'm selling all my furniture 
if I've ever given you a reading in person and you liked anything you saw, please hit me up. Um, probably going to sell everything, which is so my brand. I, every couple of years, you do a I great, just, you binge and purge. Yep. I binge and purge. You're even selling your Hakate cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking shit's got magic pulsing through it. So if anyone wants a beautiful cabinet that held my Hakate magic, um, yeah, my furniture, I'm selling everything. I'm just going to put stuff in boxes and mail it back here and eventually buy a beach house because I'm not sure what's happening with California, but it's not going to be great in California for a while. And Sarah said, there's a possibility that California just goes away soon. And she said, she hopes it's not in our lifetime. And I'm like, I can't fucking live without California. That's when I will go find a vampire and be like, no, no, just drain me. Just well, that's me. when Utah becomes a new California. And guess what? Utah, Utahians or Utonians. They're already um, getting on the California um, earthquakes, which ugh, I said that. I said that. I predicted that so long Utah, ago. The landscape in Utah is so beautiful. But just imagine everybody from California moves to Utah. Then Utah is no longer Utah. Well, then it would be amazing. Yeah. Utah, fuck you for voting the way you voted. Fuck Utah. Utah's a horrible place. I don't understand. I know so many cool people who live there. And I guess they just like living near their family or something, which I understand because now I'm doing that, which not really. But it can't be understated. I mean, it can't be understated the the desire of a person to feel physically to feel physically connected from whence they came. Yeah. Uh, you know, because yes. being born somewhere, I mean, I am pulled to Ohio, you know, admittedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little disappointed by the outcome in Ohio to say the least. Um, oh no shit. But yeah, uh, I do think that, uh, there's something about Ohio that draws me and it's because I was actually born in this physical form there. So I am tied to the land. I I'm think tied I'm still to the too, environment. I'm still too tied to my last lifetime. Cause I was born in Pennsylvania and I'm like gross, but California is where I was born last time. And that is my most favorite place in the world. I love California. Um, Hey, how about Florida being kind of close? kind of close, kind of almost 50-50. Yeah, I mean, Florida was was super close. And yeah. the fact that Georgia is, seems to be coming. Oh, my God, right? It's, 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 I don't know. I mean, like, what you see here is, you know. Arizona. Four years ago, it go. was an electoral miracle what happened. And, you know, four years later, guess what? That electoral miracle didn't happen. You know what I've been doing that's so fun? Somebody told me somebody who looks at my dad, my dad's Facebook every once in a while. I don't talk to him. I don't look at his stuff. I don't care. But somebody told me that he, he's a huge Trumper, which I'm just like, oh my God, it's like, I will never ever have desire to speak to you. But that motherfucker, and I don't have a lot of, um, I don't know. I'm just not exposed to a lot of these people. And that motherfucker is such a stupid Trumper. He's I grew up telling people my dad is the dumbest person I've ever met and my mom is the smartest. And I still think that's true. I really do. I legitimately think that's true. So I go into his Facebook and he has all this weird fake news and the headlines are preposterous. And it was so satisfying. I only did it for like 20 minutes and I just scrolled through and I marked it all as fake news. And then of course, Facebook does their thing where they take it down. It was so satisfying. And then I was like, I can't do this. I can't look at this. It's so, it's so crusty and gross. Well, I have people in my life that are, that I know 
that believe that you know a grand conspiracy has is currently unfolding yep and you know my challenge is to uh be able to have conversations with these people and not belittle them and not um you know yeah. not, not get angry at them and no like you want to you want to open their minds and it's not i feel like the problem and this is this i've had this discussion with vegans like the problem we shouldn't be trying to change each other's minds we should be trying to open each other's minds there should be no definitive you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong it should be uh, things should be more of a question like could you give up meat three times a week you know like th- just like open open the door open the mind we don't want to be shutting each other down i do i am very happy about trump or yeah trump leaving and all of it and i'm trying not to be smug or arrogant but i also feel like there were so many people when it was called who i texted like best friends and they're all like in their own little clique of you know some of them you know all of them where I would be like we won and they'd be like okay but the work is just starting and And I'm like are you kidding me like this is we need to enjoy this let's just enjoy this for a minute black lives matter isn't going anywhere the environment is still the earth is still dying everything is still fucked but now it's slightly less fucked there's hope there is actual hope but so many people were posting to their stories were posting all this stuff like the same system that built Trump, built Biden. It's like, no, a system didn't build Trump. He just, the, the, the system didn't want Trump. Nobody wanted Trump. It's very different. And it, yes, there are huge problems in a two-party system and blah, 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 blah. But let's just enjoy that it's not Trump, that it's someone who admits COVID is real and is putting together an actual team and task force to, to figure out how we all survive, how America stops being like the biggest baddest place for covid it's a there's there's triumph here yeah i I think so and i think the challenge for me is being able to find hope when hope doesn't seem available and like hope seems available right now but the challenge for me has always been how can you find hope in times when it seems hopeless and that's where you can see movements like the movement for black lives where they're even though they're you know black people have been up against so much and it seems hopeless in many cases they refuse to accept that hope was not an option and and even if trump would have won this this election i would have done my best or you know at least tried my damnedest to not give up hope that things will get better and i think because without that there's no there's no future, right? And yeah. and like, because if you don't have hope about the future, then you're stuck in the past and then the negative energies come in and they oh block my God. everything. Suna so, said the, yeah, Suna said the most beautiful thing that keeps replaying through my head. Um, I was saying, I was like, I'm just going to splurge and rent a badass Airbnb because I'm going to be in LA for over a month, just slightly over a month. And I don't want to go back to my dingy little apartment and live where everything's filthy and I have to pack. And also there's no mattress there because that fucking deadbeat took it. But, um, oh, well, the new person bought one, but I'm sure she'll take it with her. Um, oh, and this was the thing too I meant to say. The the day Penny passed and I was like, oh my God, where am I going? I knew I was about to get kicked out, like to have to go somewhere. And 
my subletter said, I'm leaving December 15th. And I'm like, what? And I knew she was leaving, but I thought she was leaving later. So I, at first I pushed and I resisted. And then when I went with the flow of what was happening, it just like, I flooded with so much to look forward to just like coming home for a while. Um, but soon as said, when I was telling her, we got on the phone the other night and I was like, I can't stay in that apartment. She goes, no, no, you shouldn't. She said, you know, I went back to my, and she had the most beautiful place. I almost took over her lease. Um, and it's off of Larchmont. It's just such a cute place. And she painted it and decorated it so beautifully. It has an outdoor area, like its own little garden. And she said, you know, she gave that apartment away to somebody and they're just subletting through her and she had to go pick up mail or something. And she got there and she was like, yeah, I love this place. I love what I did with it, but it's the past. I don't want to live in the past. I don't want to live here. I don't miss it. And she said, you going back to that apartment, you don't want to go back to that past. It didn't serve you. It's over. You have a new thing now. And I keep thinking about that, especially as a Sagittarius and soon and I have a lot of planets in common, but man, to like shed the past there. I know it's very hard for earth signs to do. There are a lot of signs who have a tough time shedding the past, but my God, I came back to life. The moment I saw Penny, I knew something was going to shift and I, I wasn't sure what it, and maybe I get stuck in LA. I wouldn't be so bad if I get there and the COVID flu is making everybody die and I have to stay in LA for a couple months. Pfft, bummer. I mean, I hope it'll be safe, but what I'll be, yeah. I'm wearing a fucking hazmat suit on the plane and a full face shield. Well, I'm just, fine. we gotta, we gotta, we got to stop here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop here with the I thought you were going to say something like of you in like, a hazmat suit. We got to take care of ourselves. We got we, we to stop. We got to stop. We have to stop everything and collaborate and listen. Um, you know, I don't think the uh, I don't think Vanilla Ice, his words were ever needed more than now. So, uh, <laughs> Sage so, yeah. advice from so, Vanilla you know, get Ice. Yourself some, get yourself some crystals and some stones that, uh, you know, are all about, you know, finding stability amidst the chaos. Get yourself some uh, purple fluorite. That'll help. Mm -hmm. you know, or, or any, you know, any dark colored stone is obviously good get for grounding. Get you some immune any boosters, green, like babies. Any green crystal is great for connecting with earth and, and things like Your that. Your heart so, chakra. So, you um, know, get in there. And Also, uh, I wanted to thank patrons real quick because we have new ones. Okay, yeah, thank um, the patrons. We don't we don't have any new reviews to read. Stitcher took down the new reviews I was gonna read. They don't have they don't have reviews anymore on Stitcher. It's a fucking bummer. Cause we had such good ones. I wish I'd screenshotted them. Um, but yeah, I'm real sad. If you guys want to share us up, go write a nice iTunes review. Um, so I can read it next week. So okay, I want to thank our new patrons, Steph. We also got um and Jessica. Thank you very much for joining the, the patron page, uh, the patreon.com backslash. This is where uh -huh. the magic happens. And thank you for the different tiers are available over there for you to check out. Um, all patrons get the video of the interviews and then we are getting ready to record secrets real quick. Uh, that's for the $11 tier. And then there's, you know, book club, there's uh, movie watch parties, watch party. et, cetera, et cetera. We're going to rent the that. craft, the new craft to watch it all together. So thank you very much uh, for listening. We hope you're doing okay and hope you're staying positive and uh, 
you know, taking your immune boosters, being kind to the planet and the animals. Get some vitamin C. Get some vitamin C. Yeah, lots of vitamin C. And uh, just remember this shit is real.